Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Adams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have legendary singer-songwriter, rock and roll Hall of Fame member, and one half of the Righteous Brothers, Bill Medley. Bill wanted me to explain the Righteous Brothers' name to you before the interview began so we could save time. He emailed this quote to me. In the early 1960s, Orange County, California was about the whitest place in the country, but all these black marines from El Toro Marine Base heard that there were these two guys singing rhythm and blues, so they came down to hear us. In those days, if you really liked something, like a great shirt, a white guy would say, boy, that's cooler bitchin'. A black guy would say, that's righteous. That's righteous looking shirt. And if they liked you as a friend, they'd call your brother, like, hey brother, how you doing? A lot of times we'd be coming to work and pass one of the black marines and he'd say hey righteous brother how you doing i love that and so did bobby sometime at the end of our songs they'd yell out that's righteous brother finally i think it was bobby who said what about the name that the marines have been calling us you know the righteous brothers i said oh man i would love that that was it we put the name on our first record and that's the true story the black marines from el toro marine base named us the righteous brothers will be at the stadium theater in Woonsocket on saturday may 20th and now, Bill Medley. Hello. Hi, Bill. Yeah, I'm here. So where were you last night that you had to travel in the middle of the night? I was, and I was in Nashville, and, and there was a prompt, I don't know, the delay, and we sat there for about six hours. Oh, geez, that's horrible. Flight got into Las Vegas last night about one. Oh, well. Are you in Vegas now? Yeah, I'm in Vegas now, yeah. Is that where you live now? No, I'm just, uh, we're going to do uh, three nights here. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Oh, okay. You still live in California? Sure. Oh, okay. Sure. So it looks like you do play in Vegas a lot. You kind of have a semi-residency there? Yeah, we have a residency here. We work here once a month, just three three nights, and uh, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which allows us to go out on the weekend and uh, do the concerts. And uh, it's actually very nice. It's close to home, and, you know, it's easy. <laughs> But I guess these these traveling gigs with the plane things, uh, it's getting kind of must be getting taxing after a while. Yeah, it's it's really uh, tell you the truth, it's getting real tough. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's getting almost too hard to too hard to go out there unless you have, you're in your own bus or this and that. But uh, but it's all right, you know they'll get it figured out. I mean, you've been doing this a long time. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not yeah. tired of it, I guess. What keeps you going? No, I, I, I just love what I do. I'm a one-trick pony. I, I'm a singer, and I love being on stage. And I love, I, I love that we that we get the chance to kind of pay back the, the audience that has hung with us all these years, you know, and and keep bringing them these songs. I know that sounds kind of corny, but it's really, really the truth. And uh, so. Uh, yeah, I just I just love it. You know, I can't find the back door. I can't find, find the way out. But uh, but I like it. Well, I mean, I understand. I'm a performer as well, and I I do it because music is music is what it, my purpose is. I guess because it's what I do. It's who I am. Of course, yes, yeah, that's exactly me too. It's, it's totally understandable. But everybody I talk to, it's the travel that gets them. Yeah, anymore. I mean, 
lot of a lot of people are dropping out because the travel just is uh, is too tough, you know. And uh, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I'm going to keep working. I know that, but I'm going to have to figure out the travel thing. Yeah, that's especially if you run into too many situations like you had last night. That's that's horrible. Well, yeah, and they just seem to be happening more often, you know. Yeah, things are things are messed up with airlines. I I haven't flown in a while, and I don't really aspire to do it it's just my girlfriend yeah. wants to travel and i'm like yeah I, I just don't want to deal with it no 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 unless you unless you can get in your car and go go somewhere that makes sense yeah i mean it's uh, too tough well you don't want to drive around the country that'd be even worse <laughs> no that would be worse yeah it would so uh I have not yet seen you in concert, but I did grow up listening to you. And the first, my first 45 I bought of you because of my age was uh, Rock and Roll Heaven in 74. I have that, I have that 45. So that's my era of the the Righteous Brothers. (laughs) Well, that's a good era. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that song. It was a great song. It was a fun song to do. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd grown up with all the other songs, and, I mean, I remember the scene in Top Gun where they sang, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. How do you feel about that scene, by the way? Well, I've always said if if Tom Cruise is using one of our songs as a pickup line, that's fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pretty, pretty honored about that. And then uh, and I thought I thought it was cute. I thought they did a, a good job, and it was kind of funny. And then they played the real one at the end, so that was great. I mean, you had kind of a you know a resurgence around that time because that's around the same time that you had the song in Dirty Dancing with a uh, you know time of my life with Jennifer Warren. Yeah. yeah, it was really nuts, man. I mean, the eighties. I think '87 or something like that was Top Gun. Then the next year was I've had the time of my life with Dirty Dancing. Then the next year it was Go uh, Unchained Melody and Ghost. And it was like three having three hit records mm. right in a row, and boy, they and great rec, you know, great songs you want to have hits with. And we were just hotter than ever. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, the thing is, you got to recycle two of the songs. They came back, you know, twenty exactly. years. Exactly. 20 years later or so 15 20 years later and got you recognition again which was which some people are i mean once they have their hits and they go away they go away but you've had this yeah. you know constant resurgence of your music which is amazing yeah thank god we 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 uh, picked some great songs when we were recording and it's all about the music you know uh yeah no boy the the 80s just brought brought Bob, bobby and i back as big as we were in the 60s now i didn't realize that you had broken up in 68 so you were only together for five years and then broke up until the 70s yeah you know when we well we started out singing like rock and roll real rhythm and blues and like and we had a hit little latin loopy lou my favorite and you stuff. and you wrote that one yeah i wrote loopy and uh then we recorded you've lost that love and feeling it just made made us uh pretty big and um, that's the number one played song in radio history evidently yeah that's what i understand that's yeah. quite remarkable that's amazing I can't screw my head onto that <laughs> but, but somewhere in the late 60s the uh i think i want to call it the hippie thing kind of came in you know long haired beards and love and peace and we were the generation before it so you kind of start to get edged out a little bit Hmm. And I started out as a singer-songwriter, and I kind of wanted to go back and finish that dream. So uh, I thought that was probably 
a good time to do it. So what what was it that brought you back together to do Rock and Roll Heaven? What was was the well, catalyst for that? To tell you the truth, uh, I was having trouble with with my throat, and I was working too much and pushing too hard. And Bobby was having some financial problems, so we uh, just decided to well let's let's go back and heal ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> And Rock and Roll Heaven was the first thing we did. I mean, they called us in the middle of the night and said, come up here, we we got the song, you got to do it. And we did it, and thank God it worked out. Yeah, that, that was a great song. I remember it being on the radio all the time, and like I said, I have the 45. I still have the 45, so... Oh, that's great. <laughs> thank you. You're the one that bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys played together again until um, his death in 2003, and he died 63. I mean, that's scary, because I'm basically that age now <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of nuts isn't it yeah i mean it's so young to so young to go and that's a shame and yeah just an absolute shame no yeah beautiful children and grandchildren and just uh was too too young yeah it is i mean especially like i said being that age now for me it's kind of scary and, uh, yeah you know you never know but i mean the fact that so many people in your in your uh, generation are still going, which is really good because your music is the you know your music of the the music of the sixties and seventies in my opinion is the best music that was ever created, and it's just the fact that you guys are still out there singing it. It just makes me glad because I'm still able to go out and see that stuff because otherwise I probably wouldn't go out and see much music anymore because I don't really yeah. get excited about a lot of stuff anymore. I'm I'm more of the, you know, people say, well, you just listen to the classic rock stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's the good stuff. I mean, I know That's what's all good. Right. Everything yeah. to me, I've come up with this term. It's like it's a diluted derivative of everything that's been done before it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's more of the same. And the, uh, yeah, the 60s and 70s and i mean 50s really started rock and roll and mm. then us white guys came along and damped it down <laughs> i guess but uh and then the 70s you know these great singer songwriters came out it was a great era too mm. but uh yeah I, I talked to a lot of younger acts you know and they just say my god i wish i came up in your era yeah that's that's the time that was the time when the stuff was great i mean it was just everybody you know the, the people that came out of that area just wound up to be legends and you got inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame which is pretty cool too yeah that's very very cool and uh, you know you just uh, you just keep walking forward you know and uh and if you love singing you just keep going on getting on that stage and you keep going you know uh I tell artists, you know, just don't get discouraged and, and do what you can. Some of it might be beneath you or it feels like beneath you, but you got to go out and uh, you got to keep yourself going. Now, back when you guys broke up, Bobby Hatfield, he partnered up with somebody else as a righteous brother. Is that true? Yeah, he uh, teamed up with Jimmy Walker, great singer. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know how long they they did that two or three years or something like that but yeah they teamed up because when i left you know bobby didn't want to go out on his own so he asked me if he could take on a partner and i said sure as long as it's jimmy <laughs> I, knew, I knew jimmy and I, I was a little afraid of of our legacy you know but mm. uh, it worked out it worked out fine well that's that's honorable of you because a lot of people they get into these huge protracted legal battles over things like that yeah yeah you got to be you got to be careful you have to dot all the i's and t's but bobby and i had a long meeting and 
I mean, I could have gone out with another partner at the same time if I wanted, but uh, I certainly didn't want to. I just wanted to delve into writing and all that. But uh, but I, I guess they did okay. The truth is I really don't uh, didn't know much about it. Oh, so you've got a new partner, and when did you hook up with him? We got together in 2016. Oh, wow, it's that recent. Yeah, it's very recent, and, but we were good friends. Uh, we were both working in Branson, Missouri, and we became good friends right away. I went there in, in 06, I believe, and, uh, and we became real good friends. I knew he was a great singer, and I had a lot of people bugging me about putting the Righteous Brothers back together and this and that. And, and I really wasn't into it because I think there's only one Bobby Hatfield. Mm. But then I heard uh, Bucky doing some stuff. He did some Steve Perry stuff, uh, Journey, and I just, wow, this this kid can really sing, and, and he's a good friend. I know what I'm getting into. So so it worked, it worked out great, and it still does. It's just it's fun working with him. So you have a CD out with him. What's on that CD? Well, I have a CD, a Righteous Brothers CD. It's just, it's just kind of what the show is. You oh, know? okay. It's love and feeling. And so it's just all the hits and a couple of songs that uh, were written for us, but we didn't do. And, but Bucky right now is doing his own uh, album. Actually, I'm producing it for him. It's coming out real good. I mean, we, we obviously don't know how long I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> so he has to somewhat prepare for the, you know, the, the future. Well, it's, I guess you get, I, I guess you have to be practical, but it's, you know, you don't want to think like that either. So but. no, no, I listen to people say, when you're going to retire, I say, I got to, I got to get a job first. <laughs> this, this is, this isn't a job. This is a 15 year old boy's dream. <laughs> And probably a wet dream at that, but uh, I don't know. You worked with Phil Spector, and, you know, he's had that very tumultuous life and that unceremonious yeah. ending. But how, how was it working with him and working with him building the wall of sound behind your songs? Uh, you know, it, it was really great. Uh, we, we got along with Phil real good. Uh, Bobby and I were two kind of street guys, and he, he was used to working with girls. So he I think he treated us uh, a little different, and he was real nice. He wasn't... Uh, off the wall that much and he just was a phenomenal producer and the wall of sound it's just remarkable if you listen to love and feeling today and know that it was recorded on two three or four track machine it's it's quite remarkable yeah, that, uh, that always blows my mind when people you know with with the multiple the, the so many track people use now and you look at the yeah. old recorders and this they look like a basic reel-to-reel -reel recorder with a couple of extra buttons <laughs> that's about it <laughs> It's about, it's about it. It's really remarkable. It is. One of the things I read is that you were good friends with Elvis Presley. Yeah, I, uh, in about 1970, uh, I, I was working at the Sands Hotel in Vegas on my own, and Elvis used to come and see the Righteous Brothers a lot. He would come in and see me. So my contract ran out at the Sands Hotel. And I think Elvis knew that, and he uh, uh, brought me over to uh, his Hilton, where he was working. And every time Elvis was in the main room, they would put me in the lounge. Of course, the lounge seated 600 people. <laughs> wasn't very cozy. Uh, and, uh, and, and Elvis and I just became real, real good friends and close. Uh, he would call me about four times at a week and asked me to come down to his dressing room in between shows and i'd come down it would be just me and elvis in his 
Elvis's hairdresser, and uh, we would talk about 20 minutes before he went on. And so we just got to know each other as a couple of goofballs in show business. <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. So you've you've written a book. It's called The Time of My Life. It's a memoir of you and the Righteous Brothers. And uh, are these mm -hmm. stories in that book? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe they are. I, I told every story I think of. I know, I know that. But yeah, I think all the stories are in that book. And what's your favorite story to tell? Of Elvis. Of anything. Of anything. Yeah. What's the most What's the most memorable thing that you've had happen in your career that you really That's something that sticks in your mind as as is that well and i guess it was 64 bobby and i were the opening act for the beatles uh, oh really wow Amer yeah on their first american tour and because we were new in the fairly new in the business that was really remarkable you know i mean now looking back we had a front row seat to history you know but really? uh so that was kind of the beginning and then we did the first rolling stone uh american tour well you got the big uh, two right there yeah the big the big two out of england and uh boy i don't know there's there, there's so many wonderful moments i i did hey jude oddly enough at the grammys and that was it was before the Grammys were even on TV. I, whenever Hey Jude came out, it must have been out 69 or 70. It was quite a remarkable moment. I can't tell you about it because it sounds like I'm blowing smoke. But oh, I'm sure it, it was. But is there it, any is there any video of this, or does, does it not exist? No, no, it's, that doesn't exist. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I'd love to have it. Oh, well, these days you can't do anything without getting videotaped. Then everything Boy, flew under the radar. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I got more. I got more video on Bucky and I than I do Bobby and I. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's got a video camera now. Yeah, they just film you. Yeah, they can't. They can't experience it in in real life. They have to like videotape it and then watch it later. Yeah, then watch it. Oh yeah, now I get it. Yeah. So you've worked with Jimmy Webb too. He's he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, Jimmy Webb's wonderful. I just we did a cruise together and. Uh, Jimmy and I have been friends for many, many years, and it was great to be with him. He's just the greatest writer in the world, maybe. Yeah, I've had a long chat with him a couple of times, and he's he's a nice guy. I've met him, and I've seen him perform, and I yeah. mean, his songs are amazing. I, I, you know, those are those are like the iconic songs from the 60s too what he's written absolutely i mean it's just to to be able to you know talk to people like you and and jimmy and you know some of the other people i've talked to is just it's you know I'm, I'm just so fortunate to be able to you know have those conversations being a musician you know being a fan of yours and just being you know growing up around you know with your music and other people's music it's just i just feel so fortunate to be able to talk to you you know you're very down to earth and it's just you're nice people you're nice and you're still out there performing which is an inspiration to me well thank you for saying that and uh, it's uh you know it's just it's real nice i mean it's a blessing for me man to still be out here doing this and having people show up i guess i'll i'll be doing it as long as people show up no i'm sure they'll be showing up for a while i noticed that your daughter is in your band is she going to be touring with you this time yeah she she's pregnant and i, and I know that she's going to take some time off and i'm not sure exactly when she's going to take it off but she she sings i've had the time of life, my life with me and sings the vocal background we have in vegas we have three singers 
on the road i think we well in reality we have five there's a lot of the rhythm section that sings but uh hopefully she'll be with me you're playing may 20th at the stadium in Woonsocket. yeah i i would think she would be at that oh that's good i you know i'd yeah. like to see that because oh yeah i was wondering how you were going to do that song because that you know that i'm sure you can't get away without playing that song that's uh you know that's probably no. that's a grammy song yeah you gotta do that one and bucky won't put the red dress on so <laughs> i gotta i gotta have some girl come out there and do it no but mckenna's a great singer she's a great singer and she does a great job how did you feel so, when she took up singing and decided to follow in your your footsteps well i mean you know it happened at such a young age uh she, she just she just was so good she always was very, extremely good uh, yeah, I was a little nervous. I mean, I never said, listen, don't do this, because I think, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But it's worked out fine for her. She's married now and living in Nashville, and she has a pretty uh, pretty normal life, thank God. She still gets to do what she likes to do. I don't know. I don't know if she's like you and me, the, the where she... She needs to do it. I think she's just good at it and does it. At least, at least you passed it on, and somebody's enjoying it for you know yeah, however yeah. long they'll do it. Absolutely. Now I'm curious when you were offered to do the time of of my life. How how did that all that all come about? Because that I just I remember that happening, and just remember that was just kind of out of the blue as far as you know songs just to come and yeah. that pairing and stuff. How did that pairing come up? Well, uh, they called me. I, I've done a lot of movie songs and a couple of duets, you know, with Gladys Knight and, and people. But uh, they called me, said, we we want you to do this song for this movie. And I said, well, what's what's the movie? And they said, it's Dirty Dance. It's called Dirty Dancing. I said, that sounds like a bad porno movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in. No, I, <laughs> no, I said, I, I, but I can't do it. I they wanted me to go from california to new york to record and i said I, my wife is pregnant and i promised her i would i would be home for the birth and i can't do it they said well we're going to keep calling you back so they i turned it down for about three months and then paula had the baby and they said jennifer warren warns wants to sing it with you if she can sing it with you she wants to do it so uh so jennifer and i just pretty much did the song to sing together we didn't think it was going to be a hit now did you know her before this <laughs> oh yeah she's from she basically from we're both from orange county oh okay which is right outside of la yeah i mean I it, it is a great pairing i mean you can't beat that song i mean that's one of the you know all-time classic movie songs of, of probably yeah. many that's that's got to be one of the top ones well it was it certainly was put in the movie in the right place mm. i know that i mean kids just walked out of the theater and walked right to the record store and bought it mm. so yeah it was a uh, it was nice and it was really great to sing with jennifer and i mean jennifer and i are kind of like her and joe cocker uh, doing up where we belong is kind of the beauty and the beast you know <laughs> I don't think that's true, but... <laughs> well, close. <laughs> well, um, 
I don't want to take, I, I mean, I would love to talk to you for a long time, but I don't want to take much more of your time because I know that you just got up and I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've got your day to get to and yeah, you know, I do. rest up for stuff. And But I, I do appreciate you taking the time. Um, what do we have to look forward to for the show at the 20th at the Stadium One Socket? It's going to be hits and such. Yeah, we do all the, all the hits and, uh, and we have a lot of fun doing them. You know, the, the greatest remark after the show I think is when people say, "Boy, I didn't expect that," wow. and uh, the, the show is a little more than 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 you think it's going to be. But we do all the hits, and we do them real serious. We know we know why that audience is there. They're there to hear those songs, and uh, they're they're not there to to hear hear us do stuff. That here's how good we think we could have been. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's, you know, as long as you're enjoying it and the audience enjoys it, that's all that really matters, as long as yeah. everybody is satisfied, because that's, Absolutely. that's what it is. If you keep people happy and you're happy, it's a fun thing, and it's a great way to, to live your life yeah. if you can do it's it. It's a great way. Yeah, if you can do it and have your daughter out there and have a great partner exactly life is good well you yeah. know i know from a fact from going to so many shows at the stadium it's a it's a very nice theater they're so nice there um, yeah. the audience is a very very receptive there it's it's a very nice theater i i'm sure it's going to be a great time there well wonderful all right well thank you very much for taking the time and and uh have a you good day and sorry i woke you up <laughs> no no i'm sorry i hung you up <laughs> that's not a problem it's been an okay. honor thank you very much thank you bye-bye nice talking to you okie dokie thanks to bill medley of the righteous brothers for being part of this episode of the rich report podcast the righteous brothers will be at the stadium theater in one socket on saturday may 20th for more little latin loopy loo over to stadiumtheater.com that's theater t-h-e-a-t-r-e Com. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Adams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.